0: ezekiel thirty seven one through ten romans ten fourteen through seventeen second corinthians four one through six, therefore, good preaching is nothing more or less than speaking the burden of God's word, relying on the spirit to impress this message into the hearts of sinners, whether the text you choose to teach is one verse or one testament. good preaching aims to communicate the burden of that text what's the burden of the whole Bible? I try to answer that question in the message of the whole Bible. What's the burden of the Old Testament? Again, I try to explain that in the message of the Old Testament, and then I try to do the same in the study on the New Testament. It's been an immeasurably rich experience for me to try to gaze upon what God has for His people in each Testament as well as the whole Bible— Hopefully, these studies will encourage you to do the same, and where I fail to do Scripture's justice, maybe you will be inspired to do a better job. Before we continue, let me mention several good resources for helping you understand the Bible further. First, J. I. Packer's God Has Spoken will help you understand why you should study and read the Bible as a Christian. Second, whether you are a Christian or a non-Christian, Chris Wright has written a great little book called User's Guide to the Bible, that will help you know what the Bible contains. It has pictures and timelines and bright colors, and it is so very thin. It is a wonderful resource. Finally, Graham Goldsworthy's little Gospel and Kingdom, which comprises the first of three works in his Goldsworthy trilogy, is one of the best treatments of the storyline of the whole Bible. In all of Scripture, Goldsworthy contends— God is bringing His people into His place under His rule. Part 1. The Message of the Whole Bible Chapter 1. One Great Story of Promises Made and Promises Kept The Bible has been the subject of numerous and varying opinions. Many people have not liked it the great French philosopher Voltaire predicted the Bible would vanish within a hundred years. He said that more than two hundred years ago, in the eighteenth century. His kind of skepticism may have been rare when he lived, but it became more commonplace in the following century. One historian writes, by the nineteenth century, Westerners were already more certain that atoms exist than they were confident of any of the distinctive things the Bible speaks of. By the twentieth century, great sections of the formerly Christian parts of the world had fallen into official skepticism about the Bible. A dictionary of foreign words published by the Soviet government about fifty years ago defined the Bible as a collection of different legends, mutually contradictory, and written at different times, and full of historical errors issued by churches as a holy book. At the same time, many people have had a very high opinion of the Bible. Ambrose, Bishop of Milan in the fourth century, described the Bible beautifully when he said, As in Paradise, God walks in the Holy Scriptures seeking man. Immanuel Kant once stated, A single line in the Bible has consoled me more than all the books I have ever read. Daniel Webster said of it, I pity the man who cannot find in it a rich supply of thought and of rules for conduct. Abraham Lincoln called it the best gift God has given to man. He also claimed, but for it we could not know right from wrong. Theodore Roosevelt said, A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Certainly one of the most profound understandings of the Bible comes from the great Greek scholar a. T. Robertson, who attested, Give a man an open Bible, an open mind, a conscience in good working order, and he will have a hard time to keep from being a Baptist. Some people believe they have great faith in the Bible, yet their sincerity is no guarantee of understanding. King Menelik II, the emperor of Ethiopia a hundred years ago, had great faith in the Bible. Whenever he felt sick, He ripped a few pages from the holy book and ate them. This was his regular practice, and it never did seem to harm him. He was recovering from a stroke in December nineteen thirteen, when he began to feel particularly sick. He asked an aide to tear.